Hey, what's going on, everybody? Here we are, episode four. Um, just a little recap on what we were talking about before. I had gotten adopted, um, and I was happy, and then things started going crazy. I do realize after going back listening that I didn't tell you that um, before I went to stay with the lady up the street, um, I was put in two different group homes by my adopted mom. She called herself trying to get me help for lashing out, but that only made matters worse for me because now I'm feeling like this woman is choosing her girlfriend over me, a toxic ass girlfriend over me at that. Um, so I did spend some time in group homes. They were horrific um, to the point where I think my adoptive mom realized like this isn't for my child. So she did end up bringing me back home. And um, again, things just weren't the best. So um, the lady gave me the number to call. I called the number and I started speaking to someone and they were asking questions. And here's the thing. They were asking questions that they probably shouldn't have been asking a child, but they were asking me these questions because they knew a child was going to be open and honest about it. And again, I had no idea that I was pretty much incriminating my adopted mom. But looking back at it now, I really wasn't incriminating. I was telling the truth, but I probably shouldn't have snitched on my adopted mom like that because she was going through a time in her life that she had to go through herself to realize that that situation wasn't the best for her. Um, but I was telling them about how much she drinks and how we stalk the girlfriend and how the girlfriend walks around the house naked, showing off her body. Don't get me wrong. You know, a 13 year old girl who also was attracted to girls was like, not going to not look, you know, but that wasn't appropriate, you know, Coming from a child who's already been molested and raped, like my sexual activity, what I was experiencing going through my hormones was just all over the damn place. Um, but, you know, I'm telling this woman all these things. And so they come out to the home and they talk to my adopted mom. And from what I was told, it was best that she gave up um, not her not her full rights, but like half the rights. So pretty much I'm back in foster care again, but she's still legally my mom. So she's legally my mom, but I'm still put back in foster care. And from then I get put into a group home in Clayton. And at first it was nice. I was living with the owner of the group home in her home. And she was super sweet and super nice. And the handful and I say handful was like two women that she had working in her home were amazing um they were sweet they were kind they were nice they were patient and I was like okay I can do this you know let me get myself together so that mom mom can get herself together on her end so we can pretty much get back together so I attended a school in Clayton North Carolina middle school and started making new friends and I was like things were starting to look on the up and up for me at the time people didn't know that I was in a group home I felt like it was nobody's business but 
as kids are nosy, things started, they started catching on to certain things and realizing that I had different people dropping me off in the mornings. I had different people picking me up and I couldn't keep lying and saying that was my aunt, my uncle. Cause I mean, they were different races, shapes and sizes. So eventually I told everybody, yeah, I live in a group home like that. That's, it is what it is. I live in a group home. Um, so they, so honestly, you know, kids, they know things, but they don't know things. So they were on some stuff like, okay, what's a group home? I have to explain to people that, oh, I live with this woman in her house, but she's not my mom. She's my caregiver. She's hired two women to take care of us. And it's me and these other kids who are not related. We live together, you know, things like that. But um, we stayed with her in her home for almost a year. And she bought another house uh, for us to go move into. And she went all out her way to make sure that me and the girl that was also with uh, me were comfortable like we all the other girl had the master bedroom but I had the bonus room that she turned into a bedroom so I didn't care that I didn't have the master bedroom because it was nice um you know I was doing good in school I was on the yearbook committee but that's when things started changing because she had to hire new people more people for they were going to add more children in the house and she just needed to add more people and she did and she hired this one lady and I did not like her she did not like me we made it known that we didn't like each other and she tried everything she could to go against everything that we were allowed to do it was a free it wasn't like group homes that I normally have been in before I had my own cell phone I had TV I was able to go down in the kitchen and get what I wanted to eat when I wanted to um I felt like honestly I was at home but just living with you know your auntie or something like that's how free the group home was yeah we went to our therapy appointments yeah our therapist came to the house but even still it felt free I was able to go to school dances I was able to participate in after school activities like it was great but this lady just for some reason wanted our house to be more of a institution, more of a military type set place. You know, she wanted us to be like, I don't know. She didn't, fun was just not in her, her vocabulary, her, her life of living. So it was one night in particular that she worked and I was supposed to be going to a dance um, at the school. Um, we were having a dance and she, um, the owner told me I could go. I already got permission from her and that the lady that was working tonight was supposed to take me, but she didn't want to take me. She did not want to drive me for whatever reason. I don't know. She just didn't want to take me. So I was like, well, I'm going, you know, I got friends at the school whose mamas will come pick me up. And she's like, no, you're not going. So one thing led to another. I ran away. Um, but before I ran away, I beat her up and guys, listen, I had anger issues out the ass. I didn't like to be told no, just like any other child. And she was a big woman and I, I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all. Like I didn't enjoy challenges and I did. I would always go for the most biggest people to beat up because it made me feel better. It made me feel like I was doing something and I love beating up bullies. And this woman was a bully. Like, how are you jealous of a 13-year-old child? I'll never understand this. And she she was extremely jealous of me and the other child that was in the home, too. Um, So she told me no. And I was like, fine. I'm going to call my friend up. 
they're gonna come get me and she was like no she took she tried to take my cell phone from me because i was calling a friend to come pick me up i tried to call the owner but she kept taking the phones from me unplugging the house phone like just doing spiteful stuff so i threw her big self down the stairs jumped on top of her like a trampoline and i called the owner and told her what was going on she said she was on the way um the lady then was trying to lie and say this that there but the other girls in the house backed me up and was telling you know so she got sent to another group home that the owner owned and she no longer worked in our group home anymore um i did say i ran away but that was later on i was jumping yeah i was jumping scenes and stories so a new lady comes in i can't tell you guys her name but i can tell you that i named one of my children after her too as well because i loved her she was such a beautiful beautiful soul i've been trying to find her on facebook for years but have not had any luck maybe she doesn't do socials i don't know but i love this woman she was sweet she was awesome she did her job but she also made us feel like family and um it was one weekend in particular and it was one friday night in particular she did not work and another lady came in who i can't disclose her name but let's just say i didn't like her either okay i didn't like her either um long story short ran away um but this time uh, another child in the group home with with me and um we come to find out later on that we were actually related uh but she ran away with me and at the time the the staff member she was following us in her car but we dipped and got low i had a boyfriend who went to a different school but i saw all the time and so um we went up to this random person's house and made up a whole story about how our dad kicked us out we had nowhere to go could he drive us up to the wendy's on 70 so that our mom could come pick us up because she lived in raleigh and oh my god he felt so bad for us he even bought us food so we sat in there and we were trying to figure out what we were going to do i went over to the payphone to call my boyfriend he said oh my god my mom is going to beat your ass but stay right there we're on the way now this was me 13 years old i didn't know much about clayton so all i knew was what i was at a wendy's by food line that's all i knew i didn't know you know i was on 70 i didn't know you know i didn't know nothing at all about clayton other than i was <laughs> at a wendy's on, on by food lion so me giving them that information and you know gps were not on cell phones at that time so they were trying to figure out where i was um meantime in between time shorty that i ran away with knew where the hell she was clearly because she called somebody and he came to pick her up and she was like do you want to come with me and i was like nah my boyfriend and his mom are coming i'm good you guys have a great day see you later um she was like are you sure i was like yeah i'm sure she was like well we'll just wait around until he gets here so that you're not here by yourself i was like okay cool it had been like 20 minutes i called the house phone but they didn't answer so i was like okay well they must be out here looking for me so we went back in the wendy's and just waiting and she came back inside and she was like listen it's been about an hour no one showed up for you yet why don't you just come with us and i was like okay you know so i get in the car with them we get all the way down from the wendy's to the walmart and i'm like no turn around they're coming i know they're coming you know he and the person that was driving he turned around and he took me back to the wendy's and we waited another 45 minutes and i was just like yo where the fuck is my boyfriend and his mama at 
So <laughs> they never showed up. Um, so I ended up leaving with the girl and her boyfriend. Little did I know, I knew he was older because he was clearly driving and he looked older, but I didn't know he was much older. He was like 35, 36. She was 14. I was 13. So, yeah. So he gets us this hotel room on Capitol and they're drinking and they're smoking, not cigarettes, because all I ever knew was cigarettes. I didn't know what the smell was that they were smoking. And I ain't never drunk either. So, you know, I'm just looking at them like, you know, y'all do you. But I'm steady trying to call my boyfriend's house phone on the hotel room. And, you know, he's all like, oh, baby girl, them people ain't coming for you. Da, da, da. Why don't you just relax? She's all like, yes, drink this and relax and chill the fuck out. Like, you are bugging. Now, I didn't smoke the cigarette, y'all. But I ain't never smoked what they were smoking. So, I hit it like a cigarette because, again, I ain't, you know. And I, they started giving me this drink. And all I remember is getting hit in the face with a gun. Getting punched in the face. Like, everything was just, it was horrible. Like, I, I was coming in and out. But I kept remember getting hit in the face. Over and over, just getting hit in the face, hit in the face. I woke up the next morning and I was in a room that was attached to the room we were in. But I didn't realize it until I, you know, was bleeding everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Like, I was bleeding everywhere. And I wrapped myself in a sheet and I walked out the room to knock on. I was just knocking on random doors because I honestly didn't even remember what door out room I was in. And this lady comes out her room and she starts screaming and crying and screaming and crying and screaming and crying. And I guess the girl that I ran away with heard all the commotion. So she comes out of her room, out the room, which I then saw that it was really literally right there next to me and was like, oh my God, get your ass in here, Kim. And she like puts me in the shower. I remember she shoved me in the shower, turned the water on and I'm just sitting in the shower crying and burning because that water is burning my busted ass face and body like I am burning and she's just like shushing me and wiping my face like like just she's trip like I can literally see her trembling like I see her trembling and I'm just like you know I called my mom I did not call the boyfriend and his mama anymore I called my mom the one who adopted me she answered I explained to her what I just told you guys. She tells me, I can't come and get you. And I said, why not? She said, I can't. I just can't. I'm sorry. I can't come and get you. I was like, what the fuck she means? She can't come and get me. I don't understand. Is she what? So at this point, I'm stuck here. Um, I did try to call the boyfriend and his mama. They didn't answer. I was guessing because they didn't know the number. I left a voice message and I didn't know until later, but I told him in the voicemail that I was going to the hospital. So I called that wonderful staff member I was telling you guys about and um, somewhat explained to her what was going on because the girl that I was with was shushing me when I was trying to tell her certain parts. So the lady gets there and she picks us up and she is crying and she drives me straight to the hospital. I haven't looked in the mirror yet, you guys. I haven't looked at anything. I don't know what the hell. Everybody keeps looking at me and crying, acting like it's crazy. 
But I was laying in the back seat, and the girl that I ran away with was just kept rubbing my face and was like, please don't tell on the person that she was with. Please don't tell on the person that she's with. And I was just looking at her like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? So I get to the hospital, and the doctors and nurses are coming in asking questions. They do rape kit tests on me, um, all types of stuff. Investigators come in. I spent, I think, three days in the hospital, stitches in my head, stitches in my pumpa. Like, it was my vagina, for those who don't understand what pumpa is. Like, I I had been raped. I had been beat up. Um, my boyfriend and his mom come to the hospital. <laughs> they made it to the hospital. My boyfriend is crying because he's, like, 14 years old. His mom is, like, beating herself up. They're trying to explain to me, like, what happened, where they were at, and by the time they realized what Wendy's I was at, I was already gone. The people said that I had left and came back, but this isn't there. Whoop-de-whoop. So, they were actually out trying to find me. They just didn't know where the hell I was. So, um, I, I'm at the hospital, and the owner of the group home, she comes, and she's like, you know, when you're able to go home, you're going to come back to my house. And I was just like, okay. You know, yay, finally, woman. Like, I've been missing living with you. And once I leave the hospital and I get back to her house, you know, she nurses me and she's, you know, making sure I'm okay. But she said that you're going to go to school in a couple of days, you know, make sure you, you don't tell anybody what happened and just keep this to yourself. And I'm looking at her like, now I'm feeling some type of way because do you not care about me? Do you not care about what happened? And so I go back to school and the girl goes back to school too. But again, we're, we're living separately now and we have made friends. Um, I didn't say anything to anybody. Um, I went to school, but it was hard for me to see her. It, it was hard. So I went home and the owner of the group home was just like, I guess she felt things were differently too. So she told me that she could no longer keep me anymore, that they were looking to put me somewhere else. And we will get on that next episode. So, yeah, again, I am sharing my story, not for any type of sympathy, not for any type of attention, but just to put out things that people go through, how life can throw us curveballs and how we handle them moving forward. I love to hear you guys' feedback. I love to hear how you guys feel. So don't hesitate to, you know, hit me up and let me know how you feel. And I will see you next week for episode five.